You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee, and I thank you for spending just a little bit of your day with me. Today is December 2nd, and it is a dreary, cloudy day here in the city of Oaks, Raleigh, North Carolina. Hoping that you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was last week. I know I surely did. I love eating and I love being with family. So I hope you guys had a chance to see some loved ones that you may not have seen for a while. And I just hope that your holiday uh, was good. Uh, We are 23 days till Christmas. And I am not the only one because I've heard so many other people say this. Where did 2023 go? I mean, it is almost over. But um, Christmas, as you know, is my favorite time of year. And I understand, you know, some people talk about the commercialization of Christmas. And and I agree with that. I agree that Christmas has become commercialized. But for me, and I think one of the reasons why it's such a uh, great time of year for me is because of my faith. You know, I don't believe in Santa. I know Christmas is not about Santa. It's not about you know, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But for me and for people like me, people of faith, Christmas is a time to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I know he probably wasn't truly born on Christmas Day. Uh, we don't have a birth certificate. Um, but... This is the time and this is the day that we set aside uh, to celebrate his birth. So you'll be hearing a lot more. I'll probably get more Christmassy, if that's a word, um, in in the coming weeks. Unfortunately, my topic today is not a very happy, festive one. There has been another killing in a high school here in North Carolina. And not just North Carolina, but here in my city, Raleigh. I took this, uh, this story from um, actually the New York Post, really. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um The teen killed in a grizzly caught on camera stabbing in a North Carolina school gymnasium has been identified by his loved ones 
as a sports-loving high school freshman, while relatives of the alleged perpetrator insist that he acted in self-defense and was bullied. Devlin J. Farrell, 15 years old, died from a stab wound sustained in a vicious Monday morning brawl that spilled into the gym of Southeast Raleigh Magnet High School. Footage of the incident showed that Farrell and an unnamed 16-year-old second victim were struck with a sharp object by a classmate. The victim's family released a statement to WRAL News saying, We are a grieving family and trying to process this. It is a tragedy all around. We are a forgiving family and don't hold any ill will. The prime suspect in Farrell's death is 14-year-old Taekwon General Jr. The teen has been charged with murder under a juvenile petition and will likely be tried as an adult under North Carolina law. General's relatives, however, insist that he was simply defending himself after a long struggle with bullying. Now, I'm going to pause there. I have had, I think I've had two, I may have had three cousins that actually went to this high school. I know it very well. And I hate to say this, but this school is notorious for gang violence. It is notorious for being a violent school. Now, one of my cousins who went to this school, um, they tried to bully her, (laughs) but uh, she was time enough for them. She wasn't going to let them bully her. But there were times when my cousin, her mother, um, had to actually go to the school because all of these girls, and it just seems like that what's happening now is that it's not just one-on-one combat. You know, use, you know, it used to be, you know, you got in a fight with somebody else, you know, people watched. But for the most part, it was just one-on-one. That's not happening now. It's like they're they're ganging up on people. Four and five people are ganging up on one person. Now her sister also went to this high school and she was not as um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Uh, I don't know. She didn't, she didn't have as much fight in her as her sister. And she was bullied constantly. To the point where my cousin, it seemed like she went to the school because she was always there. And it's always, it was always a gang of girls. Never just one. So this school, I hate to say, is notorious 
for violence, for gang activity, and for bullying. Now, I know that this is not the only school, of course, that has bullying in the school, but this school has quite a reputation. General's mother, whose name is Sherelle McLaughlin, states that she informed the school earlier that something may happen. She said, I informed them that morning. I told them something may happen. Boys may threaten to jump him. Before the incident, General was scared of going to school his mother claims. They just didn't get to him fast enough, she said, referring to school officials. McLaughlin also did not believe her son brought the murder weapon to school himself. She says, I don't believe he took the knife into the school. I believe he got the knife from somebody in the school because he did not go to school with a knife. Now, I'm not quite sure how she knows that. How easy would it be to just grab a knife and stick it in your book bag? Not quite sure how she how she knows that. And 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 isn't it funny though? I read earlier how both both families are talking about, you know, how 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 great their children were. Isn't it just funny? You know, one of the things that really like upsets me is when people say things like, oh, not my child. Oh, no, no, not my child. Oh, my child is a good child. Oh, my child would never do anything like that. Everybody thinks that. Everybody says that. But clearly, something was going on because one is dead and the other one is fighting for his life. McLaughlin said that the school failed both the victims and her son. I feel terrible, she says. The whole situation is terrible. I feel bad for the other family, but in return, I feel bad for my son because he was fighting for his life. I just don't think it should have happened like that, she insisted. The chaos broke out after one student dressed in a dark jacket appeared to throw a punch at a student wearing a red jacket, though it is unclear who exactly these students were. So they're getting this from the video. And that's another thing that's happening. People are putting this stuff on social media. That's how a lot of people are getting arrested or getting identified because people are putting this stuff on social media. Other parents were quick to echo McLaughlin's concerns about the school staff's apparent failure to prevent the violence before it happened. One parent told WRAL News that with all the situations that have happened at Southeast Raleigh High School, 
I am going to remove my daughter from that school. I told you before, this school is notorious. And one of the things that I don't really get is if you know that your school and 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 I've watched I, and 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 I'll give you some stats down here, but I've been seeing this this happened this week actually. This happened Monday of this week. And I've seen so many news um broadcast about this and 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 they were giving stats on on uh you know the violence at this school and one of the things that I don't understand is if you know that your school has a reputation of being violent why aren't you taking more precautions why can't they get you know, uh, off-duty uh, police officers, or or hire a hire a, a a security firm, or something. You know, to patrol these the hallways. I also believe, and you guys know, I've said this before, that schools are failing children. And as I said before, and we can clearly see on social media. Teachers are getting beat up by students. Teachers, principals, school staff, they are afraid of these kids now. These kids, and you know, oh, there's there are no bad kids. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. There are some bad kids. You know what we need? I was just thinking. We need Joe Clark back. You know, lean on me, crazy Joe. They used to walk the hallways with a baseball bat. We need Joe Clark back in the schools these days. Joe Clark did not play. I had a principal, and when I was in high school, I went to Athens Drive High School. And the principal at that time of that school, his name was Johnny I. Farmer. And I know Johnny Farmer, Mr. Farmer, had to be 6'6". And he was a big dude. And Johnny Farmer did not play. You could see Mr. Farmer walking down the halls just like Joe Clark used to do. That's what Johnny Farmer used to do. Hey, son. Hey, where you supposed to be? Where you supposed to be? All right now. All right now. You learning anything? All right now. Mr. Farmer didn't play either. We need those kinds of principles, especially at schools that are notorious for violence. All this talking that's happening, it's not doing any good. It's not helping. You need to do something safe. We need for our kids, and I, and I say ours, but, you know, I don't have any kids, but we need students to be safe in schools. Parents send their kids to school to learn, not to survive. Kids shouldn't have to be in survival mode, constantly looking over their shoulders in schools. We are failing. The school systems are failing students.
Even from the video alone, it seemed like it took a long time for the administrator, teacher, and adults to get there, they added. I don't feel safe sending my kid to school. No parent should have to send their kid to school and wonder if they are going to come back alive. I feel for these parents. I've got nieces and nephews that are still in school, and I pray for them all the time. It is not the same. These kids are going through stuff that we didn't have to. These kids are dealing with these things. We didn't have to go through that. You saw a fight every now and then. Okay, yeah. But, oh, my God, people weren't being killed and murdered in school. Never one time did I go to school and fear for my life. You got to do better. Southeast Raleigh Magnet High School has much higher rates of criminal activity and arrests than other Wake County public schools. Now, I've told you this in the beginning. During the 22-23 school year, for example, Southeast Raleigh Magnet had 30.84 criminal acts per 1,000 students compared to a rate of only 9.45 in Wake County overall and 8.77 in North Carolina. 30.84 criminal acts per 1,000 students. The average school in Wake County has 9.45. And the average school in North Carolina has 8.77, but Southeast has 30.84. On Wednesday, Raleigh was also host to a national conference on active threats in schools hosted by the School Safety Advocacy Council. Here we go. That's all they do. Shooting. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's have, let's have uh, some type of forum. Let's have a conference. And you keep talking and talking and talk, talking, but nothing is getting done. Kids are still dying in schools. If it's not from active shooters walking into schools, it's from other classmates. Executive Director Kirk Lavarello says, Schools have to understand that any type of tragedy can hit on any day. Everybody focuses on never wanting to be a Parkland or Uvalde school district with mass casualty victim counts. We all remember the Parkland shooting and the Uvalde shooting. The simplest way to prevent school violence is to get to know your kids. I think he's talking about parents. Talk to your kids because in most school shootings and serious incidents we've had in this country, a kid has talked about it before it happened. And there's a real possibility of reducing those in the future. Now, he's talking about the role of parents. A lot of these kids are are acting out what they see at home. 
parents are no longer role models. And I'm not talking about all parents because there are some good parents out here that are teaching their children and being role models for their children. I'm not talking about all, but I'm talking about the ones who aren't. The principal of your school and your teachers and and your kids' teachers are not supposed to raise your child. You are supposed to raise your child. There is hell in the home, and those kids now are bringing it into the schools because of what they see in their home. Parents, get involved. I've said this before. You got to get involved in your kids. And and listen, I'm not saying that it's always the parents' fault because it's not always the parents' fault. Some kids are just bad. I know you always hear there are no bad kids. Yeah, yeah, there are some bad kids. And it doesn't matter what the parents do. It doesn't matter what the parents teach them. They're going to go the way they want to go. So it's not always the parent's fault. But in a lot of cases, the kids are watching what they see in their homes. If it's violence in the home, it might be a good chance that your kid is going to be a violent person. Raise your kids. It is not the school's responsibility to raise your kids, but schools, you got to do something more than just have conferences, especially at the schools where you know there is an issue. It's time out for just talk. You got to, you got to, there's got to be some action behind this. Violent. Joe Clark, Joe Clark, if you remember that, that movie, Lean on Me, he had, he had um, security guards, and these security guards won't play with these students. Walk those halls, go in. A lot of this stuff, you know where it happens? In the bathroom. I was talking to another friend of mine, and he said that his nephew got jumped in the bathroom. Going to take a, take a leak. Four, four of the boys in the bathroom beat them, beat them bloody. This is happening in the schools. Walk those halls. Go in and out of the bathrooms. Now, I, I, you know, I don't claim to know all about North Carolina law and all of that stuff. But, you know, if, if, if it's some type of legislation that needs to be passed to get police officers in schools or, or to get uh, uh, schools um, to, to be able to get security in it, then pass it. But we got to just stop talking about this stuff. And we got to start doing something about it. It's a tragedy. 14 and 15 year old, one's dead. And one's life is over. And then he's being tried as an adult. (laughs) He's being tried as an adult. Do I believe that he was bullied? It's probably a possibility. 
especially when the mother tells the school, hey, you need to watch out because something may happen today. What, did that fall on deaf ears? What happened there? If somebody told me, if I was a principal and somebody told me, hey, um, you need to watch, uh, hey, because my son is scared to go to school because, you know, he's being bullied and, and, you know, these guys said that they're going to jump him. I don't know what, but something should have been done. And that 14-year-old and that 15-year-old lives would be changed. If it had of, and I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of failure on, on, on every part. I just can't imagine being a parent and sending my child to school and then getting a phone call or knock at the door saying, your child is dead. Your child was killed in a fight, he was stabbed or shot in a fight at school. My heart goes out to both of those families and to all of the other families that have lost their children to senseless violence. We have got to do better as grown-ups and I'm I'm not in the school system but I just think that schools got to do a better job it's time out for conferences and 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 parents you know and 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 meetings and all of that stuff because meanwhile the kids are still dying in these schools well that's my show thank you guys for tuning in We'll see you next time. Bye for now.